in TEDx, I'm doing my job. But the most beautiful thing in this experience is that I have the chance to create ideas and visuals and communication concept without the compromise of the client. Hey TEDxers, welcome to another episode of Solving for X. This is Jay Harati, I'm your host, and today we are talking to Andrea Mantico. He is the creative director of TEDx Vicenza. In this conversation, you're going to hear about the process that Andrea and his team go through to translate a theme into a visual identity, to bring all that into the room and tantalize all five senses of the audience. I think you'll really enjoy it. I certainly did. A little taste of Italy, a little taste of design. Let's jump right in. Good morning, Andrea. Welcome to Solving for X. Good morning, Jay. I'm so happy to be here and in the headquarters of TED. And to be in New York City on such wow. a beautiful sunny day. I love this city, really. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for making your way into the office. Uh, every time we hear there's somebody interesting from TEDx in town, we, we drag you in here. Uh, you are an art director in your full-time job. You are the creative director of your TEDx event. And that's what we wanted to talk about today how you infuse the creative forces of design into the attendee experience at TEDx Vicenza. But first, I want to explain to our listeners, what are some of the experiences that we're talking about? What does it look like and what does it feel like and what does it taste like and what does it smell like mm-hmm. to bring design into the audience experience? So let's start talking about a few examples. I know you've done something special in your last event around color in the room, kind of a color as an indication of the mood. Uh, can you kind of set up that example for our listeners and explain how it worked and what you did? Oh, yes. In our last event, our theme was transitions. So we think in, in how we can engage people to make a transition and to feel their emotion and feeling during the event. Mm. I like to play with colors and also colors are very in touch with emotions. Mm. And so we create a very small web app um, that every attendee can play and use during every talks. We define a color for seven emotions and seven feelings. We call it reactions in transitions. And it means that During every talk, every attendees can interact with the speaker, giving a feedback of how they are feeling and how they are living the contents of what they are listening to. So the interaction of all the attendees is interpolated by an algorithm mm-hmm. that communicate with the light system of the stage and change the colors to the stage basing on the winning emotion of that moment. Throughout the talk? Yes. Okay. So we define eight emotion. We define sadness for blue, red for anger, purple for fear, green for empathy, yellow for positive energy, magenta for inspiration, orange for desire to act, Mm. um, and light green for surprise. And so it was amazing to see how live the people are interacting and feel emotion and the lights on the stage are changing but very softly mm-hmm. and and this is 
a new kind of sense. Uh, maybe it's the sixth sense because we were in connection with the attendees and with the content of the speaker. So it was really amazing. Mm. Yeah, it connected emotions to content to color. It sounds like it was also very beautiful because if I understand it correctly, uh, a speaker would get on stage and maybe they started with something sad. So the room slowly kind of the lighting on stage turned a little bit more blue and then maybe it was a little bit uh, kind of more uplifting. So it turned yellow and then there was some inspiration. It turned green. It sounds like a beautiful thing. And the audience members could touch the color on their app at the time of their choosing. They could keep it out um, and kind of touch it throughout the talk. How did that work? We, uh, we define a timing because we want people to, uh, to, to pay attention yeah. And, yeah. and focus on the content, of course. And so we allow them to interact with this web app one times per minute. And so at the end of the day, we collect more than 3,500 reactions. Wow. The feeling that most inspired people was positive energy. So it was <laughs> a great success for us. And the second one is inspiration. And the third one was uh, was sadness. Mm. So just because we bring some speaker with really hard the topics. And so we are in line with this kind of, right. of feeling. Right. Um, and, uh, and so I understand you also captured all this data from the day about how emotions and colors change. And then you created some kind of a visual and you posted it on your website? Yes, um, we create a web page and we went through speaker by speaker and we show graphically the change of the feeling during their talks. And so hmm. you see live how the colors interact yeah. with the contents. Given that this was an experiment and you just built a very simple app, yeah. it sounds pretty amazing to me. Let's talk about the next example in the use of sound. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that one of your concepts or innovations was around introducing uh, a talk and a speaker with an interesting sound integration. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, it was uh, a couple of years ago. We have David Monaki, this speaker that has an amazing story. He lived for 15 years in the tropical forest with a high-end audio recording and he used to record the sound of nature and the sound of animal to record how the sounds is changing mm. due for the extinctions so after 15 years wow. you, you can hear different sounds because there are no more some species wow era il risultato tangibile di tutti i processi dell'ecosistema, istante per istante. Through the evolution of his work, he could see how nature was changing through the sound. Yes, and in our theater, we invest some money in technology, of course, and we create a very high-end surrounding audio system and during his talk, he gives some example of his experience in the tropical forest. Mm. And so it was amazing because you feel immersed into the nature. You can hear sounds here and there. And the attendees was completely astonished. Mm. So they were completely inspired by that story. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's an inspiring story. But I presume if you're surrounded with surround sound and really uh, beautiful sounds, that can be really intense. Mm -hmm. 
tell us about how you've introduced kind of a, a tactile experience to your event. I know there's an example of uh, using flowers inside your name badges. Maybe you can tell us about that. Yes, it was the first year. So, you know, when it's, it's the first time you do the impossible to, to create the magic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so the first year, the team was planting the seeds. We were planting our seeds of the innovation, of the mm. changing in our city, in our community. So we define that theme. And as we always do, we try to insert a small piece of the theme with everything we want to communicate, from the main visual to the small things that we give to the attendees. We do a nice thing with the name tag. Uh, we find a very small company that produces paper with some flower seeds inside. We cut it by hand, one by one, and, and we printed one by one for almost 500 name tags. And after the event, you can go home and plant the piece of paper and give it some water. And then after some time, the flowers grow. And so after a couple of years, we still receive some pictures <laughs> from our past attendees saying, hey, look at the flowers, they are growing up again. So <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. How do you say the name of the flower in Italian? Sofione. Sofione. It's the dandelion. The dandelion. But yes. you call it Sofione? Yes. Okay. Because it's blow. Okay. <laughs> so the, what Sofione means blowing? It's sof- yeah. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Um, and last as an example, talk to us about the special surprise dinner you've had. Yes, absolutely. So it was our 2018 event. The theme was From Me to We. And so uh, we want to emphasize how a single idea can be more powerful when it's shared. And as we are Italian, we share our life around the table when we eat and drink into the family, with friends. And so we think that that team from me to we is very social. And so we create a, a small adventure in our theater when the attendees see our show, our event, and we invite them to be in the stage where we organize the beautiful tables as like in a picnic in an outdoor Sunday. And so we invite them to share their ideas, to share their experience and to connect with the people. And this was before the event or? It was a couple of weeks before. A couple of weeks before <laughs> the event. Yes. So the, on the, in the same theater in, where you normally have your TEDx event, yes. you created a social community dinner on the yeah. stage, yes. which was for obviously for a subset. It wasn't for the entire audience. No, it was absolutely. for all the speakers, plus your probably your donors or your sponsors or yes. like yes. a group of maybe yes. 40 people or something like that. So And for your main event? Yes, and for our main event, we want to involve the TEDx community to feel like we are in the same table. And so we made a call by email a lot of organizers in the world, and we asked them to share us a typical recipe of their location or their community and to show us in a creative way, maybe with a video or maybe with a stop motion or maybe with a poem or maybe with some pictures, you know. And we collect, I don't know how many decades of recipes. We collaborate with a cooking school in our town and we create these dishes and this recipe and we offer to our attendees. And so this is like we want to go from me to we, mm-hmm. you know.
So on the day of the event, your attendees were tasting food that was sent over in some from way. From TEDx, Amsterdam right. or from TEDx, uh, in Athens or from TEDx, in, in South America. We show the recipe of what the other TEDx sent us and describe the project to our attendees and tell this story that is a sort of uh, enhancing the community of TEDx. That's beautiful. That's That gives a... I mean, normally we, I know all TEDx events show a video at the beginning of the event, and the idea is to let people know that you are part of a bigger global community. Yeah. <laughs> You've done this through food. So that's a, that's a great example. So these are, to me, very, very special examples of how you've brought this lens of real creativity to doing things that are special with, with light and touch and feel and sound. Talk to us a little bit about the process. So if I'm a TEDx organizer and I'm listening to this and I was just really impressed by I was like, wow, that sounds like a really good idea. Mm -hmm. um, I can either copy these four examples, which everybody's welcome to do, by the way. <laughs> um, I think you're okay with that, Andrea, right? People can copy your, yeah. your, your examples, but maybe they want to create their own. What's your process? You pick a theme and then what happens? Okay, once we define a theme with our team, of course, we work in the first phase of the creative process that is an inspirational research. And so we collect some uh, main ideas of how the team can talk visually. We like to play with pictures and we like to play with multiple subjects uh, because a TEDx event is made of many ideas in many fields, mm -hmm. science, technology, and design, or maybe urban life. And so we want to inspire our attendees, giving them some picture that they recognize themselves. In that way, visual communication can be more intimate and more deep. We want to create a connection before our event. And mm -hmm. so people come really prepared to be inspired. Right, and feel connected and personal. That is yeah. the final goal of our process. And so your first step in the process, I know, is to create mood boards in some way, right? Yes. We spend hours and hours in Pinterest, for example, and in Behance. The, the, the are, digital image website. Yes, yeah. Since they are very, very creative platforms to collect ideas, we let us inspire from a picture and then from a correlated one and then we start a journey and then once we have a crash with, an, with the concept, we say, hey, so this is a good idea to start a graphic design process to, uh, to develop. Uh, yes, to so you do a lot of visual brainstorming. Yes. You, you kind of free association, you end up with a lot of things, you probably do multiple mood boards and then you narrow it down to one that yes. you think is the winner. I guess when you say, you have a crash yes. with your thing. It's your words of saying, yes. we have a winner. Yeah. Everybody feels like this is it. Okay, so that's so then we go to the next step. And now you do what? You start developing that concept. How? We start developing our master visual. We start from um, a white sheet of paper or maybe with a white sheet in the creative programs on the tablet or on our desktop computer. And we start from scratch understanding how our title can be reproduced visually and so we start you mean the title meaning the theme th yes the theme and keeping in mind that it have to work in a sheet of paper in the digital world in a video or maybe in an outdoor advertising campaign and even on the stage of course mm -hmm. and 
maybe we uh, we try to define how this visual can be a gadget or maybe into a physical object that can keep the philosophy of our theme. So you basically are looking at all the different mediums by which this concept can live and how it can live in those places, right? Yes. And at which point do you start narrowing it down to kind of concepts like the lighting and the color changes on stage that happens next or it happens next um it comes uh, as a <laughs> as a Sp- unpredictable unreplicatable yeah. <laughs> surprise yes as a spark you know? yeah, as a spark exactly <laughs> so every year we want to do something as an experience as an, a live experience and this year uh, we were n- not so easy uh, to create something different from the past and it comes with a little bit of lucky. <laughs> yeah, it just come. People might be listening to this and think that um, becoming very creative with design woven into the experience could be expensive. Can you talk about how you balance budgets? Because I know, just like any other TEDx event, you never have a budget for anything. So, <laughs> how how do you think about budget versus creativity? <laughs> Maybe some of the ideas that you th- that you've come up with that you think cost less. We have a partner team in our team, and they hate me <laughs> because I always ask for beautiful scenography and magic here and there, lights and lead wall, and they hate me <laughs> for that. So um, we try to create inspiration and surprises using very simple things and playing with materials and with words. It's not so hard to create a surprise using just raw material for example in our team visa vision so visa vision it was a play on word on visa v yeah. yes. but it's kind of like uh, a new vision what is the meaning of we that want thing? to create a vision for the future uh, but a shared vision with the people and so we play with words uh, visa v like and vision okay yes. And the creative concept was? And um, on the small brochure that we give uh, to our attendees during the event, uh, on the first page there were um, a mirror paper, so where where people can see their self in the page. And there were a sentence uh, that says more or less, this is the protagonist of the changing. Uh, and looking on the page, so people they can recognize and see themselves themselves. and so it's an easy and cheap way to create some engagement and some feeling and surprise and so I think that creatives can use these kind of tools and these kind of ideas without spending a lot of money for fireworks you know yeah you're absolutely right and I think TEDxers are uniquely good at doing really creative things on a low budget. Some of the, the things that we've seen are with recycled materials or absolutely. you know things that are absolutely free and it's just around finding the right idea. Yes. So what have you learned in, in going through this process? What do you know for your next event that you didn't know for your first event? Now you've been doing creative design. Yes, so you know, um, doing this thing um, in TEDx, so in TEDx, I'm doing my job, but the most beautiful thing in this experience is that I have the chance to create ideas and visuals and communication concept without the compromise of the client. Mm. So they are just original 
and Virgin's ideas, you know. <laughs> and so sometimes they are good and, some, and sometimes uh, you can fail. But this is a really good experience for me. We have a great challenge for the next year for us because we want to change a lot of things and we already start to work on it. It depends on, uh, <laughs> on the budget, of course, but uh, we have a lot of ideas in mind but the format will be completely different, so that will be a very creative approach for us. Are you saying that unlike your daytime job where you're trying to meet the demands of the client when you're working with a TEDx event, uh, in, I guess in your current construct, you have more creative freedom to, to try to, is that, is that what, what makes TEDx feel more free to you in some way? Uh, the fact that is, something that is building from the ground we are the owner of our destiny as a, as a team as a, as organizers and and this is our force this is actually our force and so we can define how we want to communicate with our community and i believe that the fact that is a voluntary action uh, and the fact that we put a lot of energy in, in this, sometimes we do better than when we work for a client or for a company. This is the real magic for me. Hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Andrea. This was fantastic. We both worked hard to convey the beautiful visuals of what you've created. This is an audio podcast, so people can only hear, they cannot see. But on the TEDx Hub, we are going to post as many examples of your work up next to the posting of this recording. Thank you so much for coming in and thank you for all the work that you do. You know, the TEDx community in Italy is really special. It's thriving. You have events all across the country, up and down. A lot of creativity, which I guess is very suiting to what your culture and country is known for. Uh, so we appreciate you doing the work and also coming here to tell us about it. Thank you, Andrea. And thank you, Jay. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Solving for X. Join us on the TEDx Hub to find additional resources on this topic. You can also share your insights or ask questions. This episode was produced with love by Bianca de Jesus, recorded by Taylor Stemley and researched by Tsvetina Deneva. This episode was edited by Mickey Kapper. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Solving for X channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Play or of course on the TEDx Hub. Thank you for listening to Solving for X. See you next time. <laughs>